0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, a financial partner for businesses throughout the South for 130 years. Trustmark offers a range of products and services designed to help small businesses efficiently manage finances. More info at Trustmark.com, member FDIC.
2: From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lodger Janderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder are both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder also holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. Well, we've survived the tax month of April, so it's time to make it easier on yourself and get your 2019 paperwork in order for next year's tax time. The 2020 you will be grateful for your work. So We're going to talk about what documents you need and what you don't need to spring clean your finances. We also are looking for your personal finance questions, as we do each week, so give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 or email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. So good morning. Hope that you're both doing well this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, we were chatting briefly, and I had another price story. I think it was last week I was talking about. To, um, how I bought something and they scanned up the wrong price, and I was and you
1: didn't <laughs> object.
2: And we, I did we not. discussed
1: your your morals That's and ethics throughout the hour.
2: All right. Well, this time <clears throat> I was buying a brace for my ankle for tennis, and there were I saw one that looked to be what I needed, and the price was twenty nine ninety five. Well, then I was looking around, and I, one sort of row over at the display, I saw something, and it was twenty four ninety nine. So I looked at it. And discovered that uh, they were the same thing, except the the more expensive one was in a a different box. So we were. And I said it's just
1: like buying, um, you know, Green Giant canned corn versus the grocery store brand of canned corn? Look at the ingredients, see what's there, and many times the generic brand is just good. Right.
3: Yeah, and and this is kind of one of those ways, interesting ways where companies can you know raise prices just through kind of rebranding or repackaging or particularly on food products, you know, packaging it. You know, it wasn't an eight ounce can now it's in a seven and a half ounce can and it's the same price. So yeah, that's just kind a tricky of one. Little little ways to play around with packaging and how it's presented to you uh to get you to pay more and you know because we don't like seeing a bigger sticker price but um but we like seeing something bigger and better or uh, what we think is the same old thing at the same old price
1: and for something like a brace for tennis and athletic gear you would might start thinking about a higher priced item surely is better quality
2: yeah well, like I said, I looked at the boxes and I was trying to see because I thought there must have been something in the higher-priced item that was, as you said, something better, something added, newer materials or whatever. But uh, you know, the, the, whatever it said on the box was the same. Then actually opened it up. Not that I had to break any seals or anything. It opened on its own. Were there Kevin tried off? tried
3: these yeah. own. He, he played a couple rounds of ten. I mean, he was all in it. He was working up a sweat in the. In a...
1: They won't let it back at the
3: store. <laughs> anyway.
2: which one did you end up buying? Kevin? I bought the 24-95 uh, Hey, one. smart man. <laughs> uh, you know, the other thing, too, about the, the generic food, I think sometimes the company, the brand name company makes the generic stuff oh, mu- for Oh, much so, of the time so, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. So. The, the same farmers growing it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> So uh, just uh, beware there. Always uh, shop around there, and you know make sure you're getting the the best deal on uh, on on when you buy things. All right, what about uh, some financial news in the news?
1: Oh my gosh, we're back to the T word again. Okay, that's that's, yeah, that's what's pushing things. (laughs) Yesterday was a roller coaster ride on the market. You know, we were way down at the opening bell. um, Came back to about 200 down by midday, and then dissipated by the end of the market day. We're down again today. And so that's kind of what's weighing on investors right now is this possibility of tariffs. Understand that the mechanics of tariffs are such that U.S. companies. such that everyone loses. You're right. <laughs> everyone loses. But U.S. <laughs> companies pay those tariffs. Yes, they go into the Treasury when they're importing those Chinese goods. Um, and they're going to try to pass on that cost to us in higher prices if they can. If they can't, then they're just going to have lower profit margins.
2: All right. So we are going to be talking about spring cleaning your finances today, your financial records that is. Uh, We've got a complete list of record keeping suggestions on how long to keep what papers. We'll have that on our website for future reference. All right. So let's uh, start out. The first suggestion is consider your retirement accounts. Uh, So what are some things uh, when you kind of, you know, financial spring cleaning uh, in terms of retirement accounts?
3: You know, one thing I like to think of a little bit more broadly just in terms of financial accounts and, you know, kind of tax time is when you're reminded of this. If you have an old account sitting somewhere, uh, you, you will probably get some filing around tax time from them saying, hey, you know, remember us? We exist and we paid you five cents in interest this year. Um, and, and and it's a good idea. You know, so you can open a savings account, you know, years ago and then you forgot about it. You changed banks and, you know, $100 was left in the account. And, and and it's good to have it's it's good to keep up with those. And a, a good way to keep up with those is consolidating them. So that's kind of, you know, just picture yourself sweeping all those accounts into the same basket. Um, and they've done it with retirement accounts specifically. So we always talk about the alphabet soup of retirement accounts. You've got 401Ks. You've got 403Bs, IRAs, SEP IRAs, Simple IRAs, Roth IRAs. A lot of those can now be consolidated together a lot easier than they used to be. They've been working... Um, Um, fairly uh, steadily on this over the past few years, but most traditional style deferred IRA accounts can all be consolidated into a single IRA. Um, If you're still working, your employer account will need to stay where it is. But otherwise, you're pretty much free reign to do what you want uh, and consolidate those accounts.
1: Uh, Another thing you want to do at least once a year, and first the year is a good time to do this after you've gotten through taxes, is just go back and look critically at your uh, employer retirement account? How much are you putting into that? Can Mm -hmm. you increase your contributions? Even if you can only do 1%, that's going to make a huge difference and gradually work your way up. Take a critical look at the investment choices within the plan. If it makes your head spin, get somebody uh, to help you with that who understands what a mutual fund is. What I hear uh, in many cases in bigger employers is that uh, many of the employees are good at helping each other and Uh, educating each other about what those things are and how to invest. Because it's all on you. You've got to put the money in and you have to choose wisely or you're not going to have enough.
2: All right. So, review as you said, putting how much you're putting in uh, to your retirement savings, and then where it's going in terms of what sort of uh, investment vehicles you're using. Exactly. Uh, we're talking today about spring cleaning your financial records, and so if you have a question along those lines, or if you have a personal finance question, you can give us a call. The phone number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can also send an email to money at mpbonline.org. Org, Would this be a good time of year to review your insurance policies uh, to see if you're getting the yes, best deals there? Yes, all
1: of that is, uh, it's great to sit down and look at that. And many times your family situation has changed, and that means you need to look at what kind of coverage is important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people just, you know, once they start an insurance policy, they just keep throwing money at it and don't even think about, do I still need that coverage? If I do, do I have enough coverage? It's a good time to look at it. And and
3: homeowners insurance is something that can really get away from folks because you know a lot of folks if you have a mortgage, a mortgage company is paying that insurance premium, so you don't see it as directly. But still, every year uh, they will often, m- many companies will send you send you an update, and they say, you know, hey, do you want us to adjust to your amount of coverage? You know, they kind of do an inflationary adjustment for it. Uh, do you want to change your deductible, this, that, or the other? And uh, if you ignore those for a few years and they keep raising the amount of coverage you might have some really unrealistic cover you might have too much coverage and you're paying too much for it or you know the other way around you know especially if you have made changes to your house or uh, your property values have gone up uh, or just you, what you need protected has gone up uh, because the insurance protects you in many cases keep that in mind so if your situation has changed um, maybe the insurance hasn't kept up and and so while they will often make those adjustments every year it's 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 good for you to be proactive about it, even when someone else, i.e. the mortgage company, is paying that check.
2: Also, I think uh, one of the insurance companies made an ad campaign out of the discount double check. So I would say this might be the time of year to call up your insurance agent and yeah. just see if you qualify for any discounts. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take our first break this hour. When we get back, we will continue talking about getting your finances in order, a spring cleaning for your financial situation. We're also looking for your personal finance questions. So give us a call. The number is one mpb ring It's one 672 7464 send an email to money at mpbonline.org we'll continue our discussion about tax and household records after the break Uh, how long do you need to keep sales receipts we'll have that information for you this is money talks on mpb think radio
0: Listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
2: If you ever miss part of this show, you can go to mpbonline.org slash moneytalks to listen again. Also, we always like to remind you about the MPB Public Media app. Download that for your smartphone and you can listen uh, to all the MPB Think Radio shows on your schedule. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotter Janderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We're talking today about spring cleaning your financial records. Before the break, we asked about sales receipts. The suggestion is to keep sales receipts until the warranty expires, or you can no longer return or exchange them. If they're not involved with your income taxes, if they are connected to your taxes, it's wise to keep them for three years. So um, let's uh, talk about um, the idea of consolidating debt or lowering your interest rates. There are commercials on TV about, you know, call us and we'll, we'll consolidate your debts and that sort of thing. Are there some cautions that you need to have in mind, in the back of your mind, if you're thinking about debt consolidation?
1: Well, you need to be careful if there are extra charges to do that. And you could probably do it on your own if you wanted to. What you really need to do is sit down and, with a uh, pencil and paper or put it in a spreadsheet and look at the balance on every loan that you have, every credit card, mortgage, car loan. List the interest rate being charged on each of those and begin to find a way to... Uh, consolidate them to lower interest debt.
3: And it's important also to look at what uh, debt you're trying to consolidate. Someone who's advertising debt consolidation, often that's a kind of a more predatory loan and it might end up being a very expensive loan and if say one thing you have is a mortgage and you know it's at four percent and they're offering you a loan at twelve percent. Don't don't turn your four percent mortgage into a twelve percent loan. Um and, and, and also you know consider that you know things like a mortgage have such a long time you get to pay them um, even though a consolidation May reduce that debt, uh, may reduce that total balance. It's going to, it could significantly increase how much you're paying every month. Also, this thing with things like student loans, uh, which we talked uh, about a lot the other week, um, those have a lot of special features that. You know, if you really are in a bind, uh, you know, if you've lost your job, if you have a significant cut to your income, they often do have income-based repayment plans. I say this all the time: income-based repayment plans limits how much you pay, and it should, generally speaking, always be affordable. Unless you know your other debts add up to like ninety percent of your income, Um, then you know the special features of that student loan make it kind of attractive. That if this is something that you can definitely get through uh keeping those student loans makes sense uh of course you know
1: uh, isn't the uh income based repayment about 10 percent of your income
3: yes so uh, um the it's either 10 or 15 percent just depending on when you got the loan what type of loan it was there's two basically two different tracks and it's so check with your lender check with yeah you always check with your lender check with your servicer about what those options are and what those special features of the loans are and you know they you know You have forbearance options. You can just kind of pause paying for a little while, Um, but if but don't do that if you unless you if if absolutely have to if you yeah because if you don't have the income you just move to an income based plan and and that cuts your payment possibly to zero because it's ten percent or fifteen percent past your first like eighteen thousand dollars so for most folks it could be significantly less than ten or fifteen percent so that's one big issue with consolidations one that Interest rate, and two, what are you changing those other debts from, and what are they becoming? Because you know maybe you have a hundred thousand dollar mortgage, twenty thousand dollar credit card debt, thirty thousand dollar um, student loan payment, and they say, okay, great, let's consolidate this, get you one single loan, um, but your payments because they end up, you know, maybe pushing it to five or ten years, end up being four or five times what you were paying before, and that's just insanely unaffordable. And it might end up being a higher rate. Um, Um,
1: One other thing on credit cards, you see a lot of credit card offers for 0% interest, and they want you to transfer your balances from other cards. They're teasing you. Well, be careful with that. Um, The first is there's going to be a fee for the transfer. So read the Mm -hmm. fine print. Typical fee is about 3%. And there's going to be a time limit on that 0% interest, um, maybe six months, then may go as high as 18 months. Now, if you're disciplined enough to pay them off in that time period, fine. Yeah. But after that time period is off, <laughs> all bets are off, and they can raise the rates to whatever they want, and you can end up with a much higher rate than what you had before.
2: Also, uh, because I've taken advantage of those, and I, I agree that I've, I'm seeing them as longer interest-free time, but the, one of the other dangers is I think that if you don't pay it off in Time you then still owe all the back interest that you would have paid. Right,
1: you got to make those Often, payments yes. on time. Right, right. Yeah.
2: Yes, um, but like I said, to me the the one I had it was over a year. So I've, as you said, Nancy, to, if you're disciplined enough, and what I did was I just figured out you know, this is the total amount, this is the amount of months I had and and made sure that my monthly payment was...
1: Yeah, and if you can do that, that's great, because that's a good way to get rid of all of that. But some people like to think, well, I'm just going to, you know, when I get to the end of this time period, swap it to another 0% interest card and play that game. Well, it's getting harder and harder to do that. Um, Sometimes they will not allow you to move over.
2: And, again, if you were doing that, you still have that fee of the transfer fee involved as well. So uh, the other suggestion was to consider lowering your interest rates. And I guess you can – do that by just calling your.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it never hurts to ask.
2: With credit cards in particular. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I agree with that. What What are the success rates, and why would the company reward because you? Because they the want to keep
1: your business. Okay.
2: And and they would also
3: much rather get you know twelve percent instead of twenty percent if it means they're actually going to get the payment. What they don't want you to do is default because it's it's just totally unsecured. And, I mean, if you're in a bad credit situation anyway, they may never see that money.
1: Well, I will say that depends on where we are in the business cycle. So if they're facing um, wholesale defaults, they may have already – Um, Arranged for some amount of bad debts Mm -hmm. and they may prefer to write things off and Mm -hmm. just move on Um, but if it's a good business environment they're probably thinking hey if we give this person a little bit of a break then we're going to get our money
2: this is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're talking today about spring cleaning your financial records, but also looking for your personal finance questions. So if you'd like to join the conversation with your question, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. And an odd question, when you call in and ask for a lower interest rate, would that have any kind of effect on your credit score? I don't think so. Okay. So it's uh, not know, like a credit I, inquiry. I, right I think. don't uh, think John so. speaking now. No. Okay. Uh, the next on the list, Nancy, this is one that uh, you, you've talked about before. Uh, review automated payments. So check all those things that are automatically being debited from your yeah. account. Make are you sure still, you're still using actually- that gym <laughs> membership?
1: Are you still reading that uh, magazine or online subscription that you uh, set up? Um, does it make sense for you? And remember, a lot of these, especially the online stuff, um, they will say, okay, you get uh, a free trial, three months, mm-hmm. and you have to put in your credit card information to get the free trial, and they're counting on us forgetting, forgetting about when it. the three months is up. Oh, yeah. Well, just put a little reminder in your calendar before the three months is up, and come back and revisit that and say, hey, is this something I will really use? Does it offer me value? If not, go in and cancel it. And the other thing they do is they make it very difficult to cancel those things. I mean, you really have to search or get on the phone and stay on the phone for half an hour,
2: but do it. Well, what I'd like to try to do is I is I sign up for it, and I cancel it almost immediately so I don't forget. So, uh, so you at least get the introductory period there or whatever. But uh, you're right. And I actually, um, I think when I signed up for AAA, the travel company, there was um, – if you signed up for automatic thing, they gave you a discount. So, in other words, mm-hmm. I got sixteen months or no, fourteen months of my first year as opposed to twelve because I signed up for the auto pay. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's interesting. And again, but again, you know, keep track of those so you know. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I'll say and this, I think I told the story years ago to check your credit card statements, and if you see something on there that's not that you don't recognize, call it. You know, usually there's some sort of information on your bill. Yeah, there's usually a phone number that you follow up. On. And I remember you can call. I for this was years ago, but I look, kept looked at it and I'm thinking to myself. Well, it must have been something I did, and so finally after the several months, I called up and found out.
1: Well, this is an interesting thing, thing that happened to me recently because I've had a couple of times where my card has been stolen, breached, the number's been taken. Uh, so this last time, I got a, uh, a charge, and it comes through on my phone, and then buzzes me on my Apple Watch, and I didn't recognize this charge. So I called, they immediately put me through to the fraud department, and they, and they were just immediately, were shutting this card down. I'm like, wait a minute, because I've got all of my, you know, Netflix, mm. uh, Showtime, <laughs> all of my stuff is on that card. And so I'm thinking I'm going to have to redo every What a pain this is going to be. And what I found is there was this automatic swap over. I don't know how it happened, Hmm. but suddenly the card number changed on all of those services. All of the legitimate... Charges the continue ones. to go. Yeah,
3: I, I thought this is going to be a great lesson about how you can use fraud as a as an excuse to drop all of those.
1: Uh, <laughs>
3: you know what? I haven't watched Netflix
1: in gonna a while. I'm not going to redo this.
2: I may as well just let it slide.
1: Maybe that's why they made it so easy. <laughs>
2: Well, I say that's interesting, because I know even when my expiration date changes on my debit card, it's the same number, uh, but when that happens, mm. my Apple Pay went Yeah, it and, kicks out, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. So, well, this was
1: a totally different number, and it
2: did kick out. That's That's an awesome service. That's awesome service slash kind of scary on the other hand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, we got a couple minutes before our next break, so if you have a question, a personal finance question for us, give us a call today. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Send an email to money at mpbonline dot org. The other suggestion on this part of our list is to check uh, cable bills, cell phone bills, uh, some of those competitive services that you get. Mm-hmm to make sure that you're getting the best deal. Yeah, those often, um, you know,
3: people often sign up to a new cell phone bill and get, get a discount or something for so many months and or cable, and those things start to creep up. And um, yeah, I remember when I had, you know, one Internet service yeah, – after about a year it just went up by about 5 dollars every month and like at some point i was paying like two or three times what i was originally paying and um so often you know calling that company directly and just saying hey what's the deal i would like my old price or you know do you have any offers going on right now will really i mean we'll we'll cut that down i mean they they often make so much money they just like yeah sure you stay on the phone with us for like 10 minutes where we'll give you a deal um and so those are absolutely things that you should check on because
2: those can increase in price so quickly and I would say uh, if you're trying to cut down your cell phone uh, bill to possibly check in the pay-as-you-go. Uh, some friends of mine do that, and I was trying to get my brother to actually upgrade from a flip phone to a smartphone. And, Ooh, uh,
1: he's still on the flip phone? Oh if you're goodness. looking to save
2: money on your cell phone bill, go back to a flip phone. <laughs> but anyway, the, the pay-as-you-go seem to be a, a, you know a reasonably priced, and uh, a lot of them have unlimited uh, talk and uh, data. So that's, uh, that's yeah. something that uh, if you're looking to, uh, again, uh, cut down on that, might be something that you could investigate. We've got some calls coming in, but let's take a break first. We'll get to those calls in just a minute. We're talking today about getting a handle on your finances before tax time for 2020. Nancy and Ryder can take your personal finance questions as well. The phone number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's one 672 7464 Email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Here's something to think about. What receipts should you keep for a month? We'll have that information for you after the break. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
0: Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to
2: Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder also holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. So today we're talking about spring cleaning your personal finances and getting ready for next year's tax time in 2020. Uh, Things to keep a month, it says uh, ATM printouts. When you balance your checkbook each month, you can get rid of those ATM receipts. My question is, I do it, but does anybody really balance their checkbook anymore? I don't anymore. I'm going to go, (laughs) probably not. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I, I mean, I look at it, it's online now.
3: Yeah, I think one of the important things to remember is you know, when you're thinking about saving things, is like, why do you save things? And and like this says, you know, ATM pronounced, you know, you just want to make sure that the charge was correct. Um, you know, receipts, for the most part, you just want to make sure the charge was correct, especially if it's something like a restaurant where you add in the tip. You want to make sure. Yeah, because I've know, heard
1: of some tricky things going on there.
3: Um yeah, uh, you just want to make sure those charges were correct uh, with a few things, you know, especially bigger purchases that have a warranty, like you said, you know, hang on to them till the warranty is up, you know, if you think you might be taking advantage of that. Um, so you know, just keep in mind, what, why am I keeping this uh, so you don't kind of just end up with a big dusty pile of receipts for no reason.
2: I like to balance my checkbook because I like the feeling of at the end of the month, the bank and I have down to the penny agree with how much money I have in my account. So, uh, call me. So, old, is it
1: just one penny?
2: Call, my, call old <laughs> <fashioned>. <laughs> Down to that one penny. All right. We've got a caller on the line. So, we'll say good morning to Steve, who's called in from Gonzales, Louisiana. Good morning, Steve. You're on the air with us.
4: Good morning, folks.
2: Good morning. Uh,
4: my question is I have a credit card that has an interest rate of 1% above prime. I've had it for 30 years. I've accumulated $20,000 of debt on it from a time that I was out of work. I'm not interested in uh, this debt relief, companies that get you out of debt and all of that stuff. But I want to know if I have any chance with the credit card company, for getting rid of some of the past interests. I've been making $200 payments for the last 30 years on this
3: um Steve that's a uh, one that's a very good uh, rate on your credit card um, but what what I will say is with credit card companies, they are very often open to negotiation um, you know if you're still paying it's not likely that they're going to knock off um, balance that is you know you know that from spending you know if you spend right. if you spend a thousand dollars and you're still making payments, then they're going to expect that thousand dollars. they may you know, have some wiggle room on interest. Although I will say with that low interest rate, you know, they, they may not, you know, with a high interest rate, you know, they're like, Oh, well we have a huge margin here. We can obviously take a hit on, but your interest rate is so low. I mean, they may not have any wiggle room there. What, what they might be willing to do is, uh, you know, work on, uh, some sort of fixed payment plan for you. Um, so, you know, if you say, okay, well, maybe I could do a $300 a month, um, you know, could you kind of freeze this interest rate on this amount? You know, something like that, maybe moving some of it to a fixed plan. Um, just watch out with that to make sure that you're not, they're not actually raising that interest or tacking on extra fees. But um, unfortunately, with, Kind of what sounds like a very good deal You have, again They might just have less wiggle room
1: Um, Steve, how old are you? I'm 65. Okay. So this is something you really need to clear out before you head into full retirement, if you haven't already. Uh And um, uh, on your credit card bill, now as part of the latest credit card law, there should be something on there that says if you make the minimum payment, this is how long it takes to pay it off. Um, Uh Are you making more than the minimum payment?
4: At this point, no.
1: Okay. That's going to be your problem. And um, you really need to um, do as much as you can and get that knocked out as quickly as you can, because you don't want to be hanging over you uh, with everything else going into retirement. Yeah.
3: All right.
4: What if What if I were making the minimum payment, uh, say for the last ten years? What 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 options would I have then?
1: Uh, not a lot, really. Um, as Ryder said, this is an, a really good interest rate you're already getting. They, yeah. they know you've been consistently paying, so they don't really have a lot of motivation to adjust. Other than his suggestion, as interest rates may start rising, they may be willing to freeze some piece of that. Do you still use the card? No. No. All right. Then one other possibility would be something we talked about earlier in the show, which would be to move at least part of that money over to a zero percent interest card and watch that time period, but only move over the part that you know you can clear out within that time period and continue doing that until you can whittle it down. Okay. My last question for you is where uh-huh. is Gonzales, Louisiana? It's where all the birds are singing. <laughs> It's where, it's where the birds it, are. I,
4: I am actually in between Baton Rouge and New Orleans. Uh-huh.
1: Aha. Okay. All right. Are you on a boat now, out
4: there? No. If I park my vehicle in a certain spot underneath my drive, my uh, uh, garage, I can pick you up like you were the next-door neighbor. Wow.
1: Good. <laughs> well, we're glad you're listening.
4: Yeah. I like your program, and I <laughs> am this this uh, station because uh, I've always liked uh, public radio and uh-huh. uh, you guys provide services that you can't get on that uh, idiot box that I watch.
1: <laughs> <at>. <laughs> you said that, not us.
4: Uh, that's why I said it.
1: Okay. <laughs> well,
3: th- thank you so much for listening. That's uh, I'm I'm glad you can pick us up out there.
2: All right, Steve. Okay, Thanks very much, Steve. Thanks for your call. This is. Uh, Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're talking about uh, spring cleaning for your finances uh, to prepare for next tax season. If you have a question for us, the number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 You can email the show as well. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. We have an email here. But one quick thing that's a little bit off topic, but I read online this morning, and that is it was from the Memphis area, so I have a feeling that it may be affecting people in Mississippi as well, but it's a new scam where they they call you once and hang up. So if you call them back, you are somehow hooked into something. to
1: something. Right, and it's an
2: expensive overseas phone call. So, I, and I don't know if they use the spoofing technology or whatever, but the, I've read from in the Memphis area that, sh, you know, the 901, I think, is that area code where the numbers were showing up with that. But uh, again... So, it
1: makes you think that there's somebody you know trying to reach you and, right. oh my goodness, I better find out what's going on. Right. So,
3: never, never speak to people on your phone is the
2: moral of the story. <laughs> well, it's getting close to that because you're right. Millennials it's like, I millennials <laughs> didn't. No, yeah, we I don't. don't uh, I, if it's a if, number I don't recognize, I don't yeah. answer it anymore. If the number's not in my phone,
3: I mean, you can leave a message and... I might call you if you know actually I've that on my voicemail now convince that says, me convince right. me to call you back well and I will say there are a lot of overseas uh, f- uh area codes country codes that do are similar well I realized um that I have a friend in Malaysia whose number starts with six zero one um mm-hmm. and I was <laughs> so got very confused and, and I have accidentally called a Malaysian number <laughs> because I put in a a a local phone number incorrectly and um but a lot of times on iPhones and I believe on Android phones, if it's not in your phone, it will often say where that's from. Um, so sometimes you will see something like, oh, this is coming from Thailand or this is coming from, you know, Ukraine.
2: So just be aware. And that other thing, I, the advice, too, is to not even... Answer them at all because that's that whole thing. If they get some sort of answer, they know that's a live phone call, and then they just seem to. And you know, I've got the call blocking things, but the minute you block one, they're just going to call I know, on another. I know, so and,
1: and we get them at the office all the time, which is really annoying because you're trying to conduct business and they're yeah. calling with this garbage stuff. Well, yeah. Or you think it, or you think it's urgent,
3: and the phone is ringing, and it's it's nothing.
1: And we're all yelling, "Don't pick it up!" <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, before our next phone calls to get to here is an email that's says, I'll be building a small house using savings. I'm retired and receiving yearly MRDs. Mm -hmm. If the unexpected happens requiring me to take more money from my IRA, how should I pay the additional income tax before the end of 2019?
1: Uh, Well, first, it's RMD. Well, minimum
3: required. I've seen it definitely both ways in official literature. So, don't judge. Uh, Okay, I won't.
1: (laughs) Um, and, and um, hmm. as, as far
3: as tax withholding, though, you can, I mean, the, just the technical aspect of it, you can have your custodian do it.
1: Right. Now, the other thing is you know on January 1st of 2019 what your RMD is going to be for the year because it's based on the value of your IRA account as of 1231 the year before, 1231-18. Correct. So you already know what that's going to be. And um, if you don't, you need to call your uh, custodian, whoever's Mm -hmm. holding your money, and ask that question, what is my MRD or RMD for the year? And then you can have them withhold taxes on it yeah and i guess one important thing is when you're
3: taking out extra you know your question is i don't know what my tax rate is now so we've just done your taxes so have a look and see what what was your what was your agi what was your taxable income there and then look at uh, you. Just you know, find out what that tax bracket is that you're that you're bumping up into, or that you're in, and just withhold at roughly that rate. Because every every next dollar you take out is coming out at whatever that top rate is.
1: And this happens a lot with people who are retired. Um, and usually, the first few years of retirement, it's really kind of difficult to mm-hmm. figure out well, what's my tax liability going to be. I may have worked full time, you know, six months of the year retired halfway through. Um, so I don't have a really good feel. I may have some lumpy draws you know whether it's to pay for a house or a car or a trip and that's going to affect my income. So you need to just work with your CPA and know you may have some surprises.
2: All right. So we've got some calls on the line, but we need to take one final break this hour. So Karen in Memphis, uh, Taryn in Memphis, sorry, and John Mobile, we'll get to your calls after this break. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're talking about spring cleaning for your finances this morning and looking for your personal finance questions. Call us at 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. When we get back, we'll talk about what information you should keep for a year. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Sync radio
0: money talks on mpb think radio welcome back to money talks
2: on mpb think radio kevin farrell here with dr nancy montra janderson president of new perspectives and Ryder taft portfolio manager at new perspectives we've got some phone calls to get to uh, but a reminder things to keep for a year things like paycheck stubs utility bills canceled checks credit card receipts, bank statements, and quarterly investment statements. Now, I haven't had a canceled check in, I would guess, over five years.
1: Well, I mean, the advantage of everything being online or digital is that so many of those things, you know, your checks, if you have written checks, we have only a few that we've written, Um, I can go and look on my bank account and I can see a copy of the check. Um, If you want to keep receipts, there are apps that allow you to scan those and so you can keep them all in one place for as long as you need them.
3: And and that's A good point about what it means to keep things. You know, if you have these things online, that that's good. Or if you've if you know you've done your taxes, scanned it all in, you have a copy of it. That's why you know you don't necessarily need to keep a paper copy of everything.
2: Um, That could be a a nightmare. All right, got some phone calls to wrap us up here, so we start in Memphis. Terrence on the line. Good morning. Go ahead, please.
5: Oh, good morning. Um, I'm calling because I have a. Medical bill. Um, I went to emergency not knowing that I had to go to a specific emergency room. Mm. I just thought emergency was emergency. I went to ER, um, and then found out later that my insurance, um, policy company didn't cover really any of it because it was the deductible was super high. So, anyways, some time had passed. Um, I called to never got any information from there, never got anything in the mail, called to find out. How much I owed, if I could make payments on it. I called about a month and a half ago. Um, they had, well, first of all, they gave me a wrong diagnosis, misdiagnosis, gave me pills that I didn't need, ran a test. It wasn't even necessary. It was not necessary for them to do an expensive test. It was nothing related to what I was feeling like. So just felt like I'd been, you know, taken advantage of. And then, when I went to um, ask them to if I could make payments, they said, sure, you still have time on this and um, we'll send you some information in the mail. I never got anything in the mail. I looked at Credit Karma last night, my score, because I've been working on building my credit. Finally got it towards starting to get somewhere decent. And I just didn't have credit forever, basically. And they put that on my credit, $6,000 six thousand dollars they told me i had gout which i didn't have and i know this isn't a medical show but i'm just saying it's just crazy and i don't really know i can't afford an attorney um
1: Um, i i would say maybe uh, you you do need an attorney And um, if you can pay someone just for a couple of hours to write a letter at this point, that's what you need. It's just someone just to write a letter on their um, letterhead from their law firm. And if you feel like I did not get the service I paid for, and this can happen in any business, but that's what you're saying. They did not give me the service and they charged me for it. That would be the first thing you need to do. And that would not be terribly expensive just to get a letter sent. And you may end up getting a response that, you know, they might reduce that amount that's owed. Um, Then beyond that, you need to contact um, the hospital um, on their receivables and talk to somebody about the situation and what you can do um, and explain that you're in a cash situation. They may also have some flexibility to reduce the total amount. But you're going to have to clear that out one way or the other in order to heal your credit. Well,
5: I don't have... I don't even they did offer to reduce it, but I didn't have that. That's why I was trying to make the payment. They said, Well then it's just gonna stay six hundred. I said, Well I guess that's what it's gonna be. Six thousand, pardon me. Um, but I there there was no contact or anything or nothing in the mail. Okay, yeah.
1: how long ago was this?
5: Well it was a while ago, I'll be honest. It was a while ago that had gone before I tried to yeah. with them. Yeah, but that's gonna be hard part. for you
1: to do anything if it's if it's been a long time. But the
5: problem is the top, when I talked to them was just only a month, a month and a half ago. A month or a month and a half ago is when they said they would spend it and they, that I was fine and that don't worry, I hadn't gone to collections and I could start making payments and then they, I never received anything and now it's too late. I think they knew that. I think, I really think they knew that. They,
1: they knew that I wanted well, to buy it as well. Now, now, maybe not necessarily. And just because there's been consolidation in the healthcare care business, and so if they've been in a situation where there's a new management coming company coming in or new policies coming in because it's become competitive, they may be looking at some of those um, unpaid bills and immediately pushing them off their books to collections. They're just cleaning out their books to start new. So that could be happening. And people on the ground would not know that.
3: And I have to say, this is an awful, awful situation that, you know, unfortunately, we hear about a lot, um, things like this. Uh, one thing to keep in mind here is you have some very... Very legitimate uh, complaints about the way uh, they went about their billing or or didn't do their billing, and and that's why it may make sense to involve uh, a lawyer or just this, a little more forceful negotiation. Um, because keep in mind, if if you cannot afford something, if you cannot pay something, you can't pay it. I mean, if you if someone asks you for six thousand dollars and you simply don't have six thousand dollars, you just don't have six thousand dollars. Um, so not only do you have what sounds like very legitimate um, complaints about how they handle the situation, but it is, it is also simply something you cannot afford. Um, and, and so those two elements... Kind of you know work in your favor as, as as you know kind of as best as this absolutely awful situation can become, you do have those sort of going for you, so I would talk with somebody who uh, is able to help you with some of your legal options, perhaps provide a little a little force to your negotiations
1: also know that if it has officially gone to a collections agency they 're going to be more willing to negotiate with you because they 've purchased that account for pennies on the dollar and they're just looking to make money off of you Uh,
2: but an attorney will help you with that All right, Taryn, thanks for your call. Let's get one final call in this hour. We'll go to Richard in Columbus. Richard, we're brief. uh, Press for time, so if you could be brief.
4: This will be very brief. Quick question. Um, I have to take a required minimum distribution this year, and I'm wondering if a Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. And I'm wondering if a Roth conversion qualifies as that required minimum distribution. No. No, it
3: does not No Uh, But here are some things Uh, So one thing that does count as that requirement Actually, one thing that satisfies And keeps it out of your income altogether Is sending that money directly to a charity Say your required minimum distribution is $10,000 And you want to give $2,000 to uh, an animal shelter Your church uh, You know, save the trees Uh, You can have your custodian Whoever's holding your IRA Send a check directly from your IRA To that charity And that means that satisfies your rmd so you only have you know eight thousand dollars left if you had ten thousand dollar rmd sent two thousand to a charity you have eight thousand dollars left to take Uh, but also only eight thousand dollars is going to show up on your income so that does lower your taxes and preserves your standard deduction on the other side you don't have to do your you know charitable deductions through that Um, so that is one thing that does satisfy another thing is You can do money on top of your RMD. You know, if you're looking at, you know, I've got years of increasing RMDs and, you know, my tax rate is going to be higher in the future, maybe because of this. What you can do is try to start doing some Roth conversions on top of your RMD. You're going to have to look really carefully about this at this to make sure you're not putting yourself in a higher tax bracket. But if it makes it for some folks, it does make sense to start moving even if they are over 70 and a half to start moving some of that money into a Roth IRA just so that they'll never have to take that money out again. Right. Yes, I've, yeah. I've been doing that. Okay, so doing that over the years. Yes. And, but I just don't understand why a Roth
4: conversion doesn't count. I'm paying tax on that money, which uh, is what they want.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it just I, doesn't that's just the way it works. Yeah. Sorry.
3: I mean okay. there's there's several thousand pages of IRS code that we could um, you know, start reading for you, but um, um, you know you yeah. know, I've read a lot of them, but uh not all
2: of them.
1: Okay, well, that answers the question. It's still still a good plan.
2: Thanks, Richard, for your call. Uh, That's just going to about wrap us up. I would say today when we've talked about this idea of spring cleaning your finances, it might not be a bad idea to maybe not just do it once a year, but maybe every quarter to to review some of the things that we've been talking about, uh, just to make sure that your financial house is in order. That is going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. To hear today's show or previous show, you can go to mpbonline.org slash money talks or listen to the podcast just search for money talks in your favorite podcasting app our show is produced by liz gill and our call screener is java chapman so for dr nancy lotter janderson writer taft i'm kevin farrell up next it's our tuesday 10 a.m show in legal terms we'll be back next tuesday at nine for another money talks heard only on mpb think radio
1: Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, a financial partner for businesses throughout the South for 130 years. Trustmark offers a range of products and services designed to help small businesses efficiently manage finances. More info at Trustmark.com, member FDIC.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit MPBOnline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.